and welcome to another exciting installment of the Best of Fives. Today we are counting up the best five game shows in history. And by we, I mean me. I'm Dave, and I am joined by, I guess I'm going to pin this on you, the... Oh the the guru of game shows. <laughs> That's that is a double. You you've set up so many listeners for absolute disappointment by saying one in an exciting episode and then two pointing me out as a guru of anything. So their expectations are way more than I can possibly deliver on now. No way. This is going to be a balls to the wall best of fives led by the uh, the uh, you are an authority I think on this board games and game shows in general you know more about game shows than anybody I know <laughs> that might be true that just means you know a very uh, more outgoing class of people than myself mm. you sound uncomfortable with this moniker I've given you <laughs> no, it's just uh, no it's I I can't argue that I have a lot to say because you posed this idea earlier today and i have i have an ongoing list i use a program called evernote that a lot of people may recognize it's basically a notepad application that you can access from the internet it also runs off the internet it's basically it's cloud storage for notes and i have an ongoing list of best of fives everything is like number five this number four this blah 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 i i literally have 10 episodes of here that we've done or to do you get to the game show and it's like I have to scroll the mouse like seven times to get past my number five of all the notes I have. And then we're only on the number four. So this I've, yeah, I might have a little more knowledge than someone should have about game shows. All right. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. It's gotten me this far in life. You're right. So I've, like I said, I've given you this title and, uh, but I feel like, I mean, everybody loves game shows, but I do watch a lot of game shows. So, I'm looking. I think our lists are going to be totally different. Mm, I think you're right. And I know that your depth of knowledge of this is is unfathomable. So I'm looking forward to your choices, and I think you might be surprised with some of mine. Although in pre-recording, you already think you know something. Because my because because well, I guess the the reason you might know this is because we texted back and forth today about like oh, you want to do this yeah let's do it and i instantly i have to know the rules to everything <laughs> right. so i instantly say does this include this does this include that and one of the questions was does this include um reality shows a la survivor mm-hmm. and you said sure and i think you think you know what one of mine on my I list i think is. i might we'll find out i know at least the show i mentioned I know you like, so that's why I'm putting two and two together, but I, that's not to say there aren't other shows of that nature that you like more and I don't know about, so I'm about to find out as well. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I hope I don't disappoint you. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, I will start then. And my number five is, uh, I, I, I guess when I was young, I was watching a lot of game shows because I instantly wrote down several game shows that are geared towards children. Oh, interesting. Okay. And that's where my number five comes in. My number five is Double Dare. I, yeah, that's, I could absolutely see that being on your list. That would be on my list had I not grown up in extremely rural part of Pennsylvania where we didn't get cable until I was like in either late years of junior high or late years of, or early years of senior high. So I've always heard and known what Double Dare is, but I've, I've, only know of it from 
but people have told me seeing clips on other news shows and then eventually catching up on it, but way past its prime. Huh. Yeah, I guess I didn't think about that because it was on Nickelodeon. And uh, if you didn't have cable, I guess you weren't watching it. The other thing that may have been attractive was that it was filmed in Philadelphia. Oh, right. Okay. And the thing that really makes it attractive to me is, is one. It is it is one of two, I guess you could say. And in this case, literally, I auditioned for Double Dare. Okay, I thought you did. I was like, is that Dave or is that someone else I grew up with that had I know auditioned for it? It has to be you then. If I thought you were possibly the person that told me this story. Yes, they came to our middle school. They came to Strayer, well, it was Strayer Junior High School at the time, and set up in the gym. Anyone that wanted to come down could audition for Double Dare. And Double Dare consisted of quiz trivia questions combined with, if you didn't know it, what they called a physical challenge, which was something very minor and physical, but ended up usually being messy. It was like it was a you, the 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 contestants were teenagers preteens that wore coveralls because you got messy on the show and every contestant got a pair of Reeboks that was like a big thing <laughs> everybody got their pair of Reeboks back when and it had he, the Union Jack on it that's exactly right and then at the end the winners did this very long, very messy obstacle course uh, but they came to our middle school and they paired us up and I was with the uh, who was I with? I may have been with someone that we worked with at the theater named Rachel. Do you remember? Yeah, really? That's that's yeah. kind of cool. I think she. I think it was she and I, and um, they asked us a bunch of questions, and uh, I never got any of the questions wrong. And so he never got to do the physical challenge. We never did the physical challenges, and <laughs> which means you would were, never get on TV, right? Well, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, I I got we did the thing we we did all the questions I got every question right the questions were like you know one of the questions I remember was what superhero her her, her real name is Diana Prince and I was like Wonder Woman you know like right. I knew all I knew all the answers and at the end they chose who they chose and I remember going right up to the producers I was like thirteen going yo what the fuck. <laughs> You know, like, how could you not pick me? I got all the questions right. And they said, that's exactly why we didn't pick you, because you got all the questions right, and that doesn't make for good television. And if I had I known that, I would have gotten some wrong. Right, exactly. Yes. So we still got to go to the taping, because students from our school did get selected, and they went, and we went to the taping, and it was a lot of fun. I remember, I, I don't give a shit about anything, so like we got and we sat in our seats. I marched right down into the obstacle course. <laughs> I walked through it. I wasn't even supposed to be down there. I, I remember like touching everything. I went up on the stage. I got the the um, co-host autograph. You know, like I just had a ball anyway. Well, Mark Summers wouldn't touch anybody because that whole germaphobic OCD thing. Yeah. yeah. He wouldn't touch a pen to sign anything. No. <laughs> but Double Dare uh, was was always a favorite. It was on after school. And unfortunately, I didn't get on it, but it's still something that I really enjoyed. So that's why, that's why it's my number five. And I have to mention, because every time the subject comes up, I have to bring it up. It was filmed in Philadelphia for most of its run, but do you know where its last two years of airing where it was filmed? Oh, that's right. It was at Universal Studios. It was at Universal Studios. And even though they stopped filming the the uh, like the like regular one and moved on to Family Double Dare, they kept the Double Dare stuff there as part of the Nickelodeon Studio Tour for the longest time while that building was still open. So I have seen that. I have seen that, but I've not seen the show like in its prime. 
Yeah, they used to film other the other Nickelodeon game shows there, like Guts. Yeah, <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, with uh, what's his name, Mike and Mike, Mike uh, the comedian. Ah, shit, forget his name. Um, doesn't matter. He, uh, it, it's a, uh, it was like basically American Gladiators kind of for kids. For kids, yeah. And they filmed that. They would all say at the end, filmed on location at Universal, Universal Studios. Studios. Yeah. Well, that's my number five. Mike O'Malley had to look it up. Mike O'Malley with a ton of hair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at him. Well, that's my five. All right. Well, for my number five, I'm going to tell you this right now. This, it, most of my list is are very old shows by today's standards, but I mean, they're, they're the ones I, I really like. And when they crop up on, or pop up, I should say, on Game Show Network, I'm watching them regardless of how many times I've watched them before. And my number five, I used to love to watch. They they would show it super early in the morning, like Saturday or Sunday mornings here on Game Show Network. I actually haven't seen it in years, but it's from the early 80s called Blockbusters. No idea what that is. Okay. So picture like a honeycomb grid. Uh, I think it's it's five across and four down. Each one has a letter in it. And then you have two player stations. One is one person. It's a single player. And one is two people. You had to light up a path. If you were the single player, you had to light up a path that went up and down. So you had to connect four letters. If you were the team player, the two people, you had to go left to right and connect five letters. And very simple game. But but since it was a honeycomb grid, you I couldn't always go in a straight line. And it was a bit strategic in general knowledge. Mostly general knowledge, but a little bit of strategy in it. And let's say the letter was N. The clue would be this podcast network was formed in 2008 and has hemorrhaged a shitload of money ever since. <laughs> and you would say, Neozaz, right, and it lights up, and you keep going until you get it. <laughs> so that that was the premise of the game. It was hosted by Bill Cullen. I oh, boy. Yeah, that's how old this is. And uh. there is, <laughs> it never fails, no matter when I catch the show, a dude named Leland Young is always on because he is a a double ten round winner. Nice. This guy, he just came up. This is like this is like a a, a um, late seventies, early eighties game show legend. He had just come off a win the year before, one of the biggest wins ever on Password Plus of sixteen thousand dollars in one show. He got on Blockbusters. He did ten rounds. They had said, you know, there's going to be a 10 round limit. He wiped the floor with, what is that? Two, 20, 20 people, tw- 10 two player teams, wiped the floor with them, won $51,000. Rating, he was, this is an early on in the, like the end of the first season going into the second season. Rating slumped. They brought him back. He did another 10 straight shows, winning 500, or I'm sorry, $55,600. Making him in the end the biggest single player winner ever on the game of a total of one hundred six thousand six hundred dollars, and like the only other people that even came close was a was a two player team between the regular gameplay and the bonus rounds. They had won twenty consecutive games just about a year after Leland did, and they won one hundred twenty thousand dollars together. And that was Pat and Liz McCarthy, uh, mother and daughter team. And to top it all off, I've yet to find it, but I do look on eBay every time I look to restock the shelves for We're Bored. There is a home game version of it. <laughs> so that it may be appearing. Uh... If I ever find it for a reasonable price or near complete, they're either, if they're complete, they're ridiculous. If they're affordable, they're missing like the vital parts of the game. Uh, okay. Well, you have to make your own. 
Actually, I probably could. Now that you think, now that you say that, I probably could make up my own game. MacGyver that yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know that one at all. Oh well, you have to check out Game Show Network in the wee hours of the morning. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, my number four is uh, of no surprise to Matt because it is the reality show, <laughs> The Mole. Yeah. <laughs> so as soon as I asked about reality shows that uh that's what you're thinking yep for you yes uh, oh i love it too though me and christy watch the hell out of that i th- we watched the hell out of the first two seasons with anderson cooper and regular people we never saw i don't think we saw a second of the celebrity edition with uh, ahmad rashad i think i watched that too but mine was mainly the uh first season um it, i don't know if people even remember the show because it wasn't on for long it was the premise of the show was it was a bunch of I don't know how many people started with twenty people sort of like Survivor, mm-hmm. and one of the people in the show was a plant made mm-hmm. you know from the studio that was the mole and they had to the the people week by week were weeded out and other people would suspect them of being the mole and they were eliminated. So the goal was to last to the end and you and the mole to be the last two people that you, you know, you discovered that this person is the mole. The the other big uh, premise to having that mole was that the prize money was collectively built over the episode. So the mole not only was trying to throw you off, but trying to keep you from winning to enlarge that jackpot at the end. Yes. Yes. I forgot about that. The the other main reason that I picked this is for selfish reasons is because I also sent in an audition tape <laughs> for the mole um, after the first season. No, maybe even for the first season. I love the show, and Anderson Cooper was the host. It was the first time I ever heard of yeah, him. Yeah, me too. I had no idea who was. Christy knew with the whole Gloria Vanderbilt thing, but I, I had no idea who he was, and I thought he was... Like a fantastic game show host, come to find out he's like this awarded and celebrated newscaster, but I had no idea. Yeah, I, I had no idea myself. Um, but I remember I, 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 the thing was the audition was a tape. You were supposed to tell them why you'd be the, the, a, good, a good candidate to be on the mole. And I went high concept with my tape. And really the entire tape was me being interrupted by several things as I was just about to tell them why I'd be perfect for the mole. That's a good and premise. I like that. Yeah, it was like the doorbell and then there was vacuuming and Steve from uh from some Neozaz podcast, he like came to the door, he was like a Jehovah's Witness, you know. <laughs> like, like I had a whole concept going on here and uh and then I finally sat down and I was like, All right, and this is why I'm the perfect person for the mole and then it just <laughs> went to like <laughs> nice. white noise and they did not pick me. So <laughs> too high concept. Yeah, it backfired. But I remember watching the first season, and in the first episode, I correctly uh, said who the mole was. Really? Yeah, that's impressive. Because it was, and and I remember picking the person. I said they're going to make it somebody that you would never suspect. They're yeah. going to make it the person that blends in the most. That the person that you don't care about. They're like that boring that you don't care about them. And there was this mousy little woman. That was her. Yeah. Who, who looked like she didn't belong there. I mean, everybody else was kind of flamboyant over the top. And I was just like, they're too much that, you know, they're, they would be making it too obvious. This person you're not even going to know is on the show. Yep. Catherine price was the first mole and she was the mole. Yep. And I was so proud of myself. 
That one I didn't know till the end. Like I, I probably didn't really settle on her until it was the last three because I remember it was a cop. I can't remember what the runner up did, and there was her. It's like I the cop made sense, which made me think it's not the cop. And the other guy, it seemed just a little too eager to win, so it couldn't be him. But it took to the la- to the finale for me to decide it was her. I probably went back and forth on everybody in that one. I, that's what I loved about the first one. The yeah. second one I had picked in the introductions. Wow. It's like here's an ex. I don't. He was ex something military. Uh, either like a I don't know if he was a Green Beret or a Navy SEAL. Something, something a little more than your average veteran, and no one else had any. Even like, uh, I wouldn't even say skills, but like their backgrounds weren't were too specific and just too far away from that. Like, and and I I know you said the thing about Catherine winning was that she was like the least, uh, the last one you'd you'd expect. There wasn't any last one you'd expect, and only one person that made sense. There was no gray area, so that was like the the second season kind of sucked for me. Right. Well, it didn't last long, and uh, there's probably a lot of people that never heard of it, but my number four was The Mole. The Mole. All right. So my number four, I was reading the, uh, I didn't know there was a second celebrity one. Apparently, Dennis Rodman won. <laughs> He's on everything. He was on The Apprentice. He was on everything. <laughs> I know Kathy Griffin ran the first one, but I didn't know. Oh, boy. That's right. Well, Angie Everhart was a mole. How hard could that have been? <laughs> All right, my number four. This goes way back. This probably goes back further than Blockbusters. And this is a show that I love to hate watch because I get mad at every contestant on this show. I scream at the show telling them to shut up. And it's Card Sharks. <laughs> Card Sharks is good. It's, yeah. it's, I'm talking about the Jim Perry and Bob Eubanks year. Not, you know, fuck Bill Rafferty. I don't care about that guy. <laughs> Hashtag fuck that. That's right. What I love about this, what I love to hate about this show is the questions. When you're asked a question, usually it's one out of 100 people, blah, 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 said they would never think about going away to the tropics with their boss. You know, and it's always two people. First person guesses a number, almost random. The second person says higher or lower to that guess. But that's the thing. They don't just say the number or say higher or lower. They got to tell this whole damn story about why they're saying the number you know what i'm talking about it's like yeah well bob i think a lot of people today like to find the soulmate that they've been looking for their whole lives and they're just not gonna throw it away for a nice vacation with some fancy flashy well-dressed guy who's throw a shut up just say the damn number already <laughs> and that's what you're doing at home. Yep, uh, yep, uh, every time, every time. And then you get on to once once you win after you've given your freaking soliloquy, mm-hmm. you, you go on to you, you, uh, you got to get from left to right on a row of cards. Or it's like let's stay, say you start with a four and you guess is the card higher or lower, and that's at least where it starts to move. They're like higher. Is it higher than a four? It's an eight. Lower. Is it lower than an eight? Oh, it's a jack. Eh, you suck. So that, that's the fun part for me. You suck. Yeah. <laughs> that's what Bobby Eubanks used to say all the time. <laughs> hey, suck a dick. <laughs> there was one episode, and it and it shows up in a lot of like. Game show's craziest moments from all the years, blah, 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 blah. It's one where they had the gorgeous ladies of wrestling there. Uh, Remember them? Glow, and they, yeah. Yep, and they said, how many of these ladies think that they can pick 
the host Bob Hubanks up over their head. And it's like, they'll say whatever. And it ended up being, whatever the number was, let's say eight. And he picked out one, one he's like, you, whatever your name is, I don't know, Hawaiian traffic. There's like always a Hawaiian chick. You, do you think you can lift me over your head? She comes marching up stage and just lifts him right up over her shoulder. It's hilarious. That's funny. He was emasculated. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I don't see him anymore. <laughs> That's why <laughs> him and Wink Martindale are starting a support group, <laughs> or he might be dead. I'm not entirely sure. I think he's probably dead. I'm gonna find out. So that's my number four: card sharks. Card sharks, nice. He's still alive. He's 79 years old. Really? Yeah. He I want to come back and be dead. Card sharks. Yeah. He should be dead. Is that what yeah. you said? Wow. Yeah. It's been long enough. <laughs> Let's, let's not get greedy. Let's get him, Peter Marshall, and Wink Martindale to do a some kind of epic game show event. Yeah, how about Ray Combs? Oh. Oh. I got a rock to the head. <laughs> Burt Convy. Oh, <laughs> that one's, that's worse. Uh, but how about Louis Anderson now? <laughs> oh, he's got a mention coming up here. Oh, okay. Well, I don't want to spoil anything. Okay. So I'll go on with my number three. And uh, mine are all kind of like off the beaten path, at least for these first ones. Um, my number three is, I don't know how long it ran. I could look it up probably pretty quickly. Um, it was actually, it's five seasons. Five seasons, 87 to 90. And uh, it was the first non-music thing that was What the hell 87 to 90, five seasons? That's four. Well, I think because they, I, 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 well, I'm just telling you. Okay, sorry. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, season one, two, three, four, five. There's oh, okay. five seasons. All right. It was the first thing that was not music on MTV. Oh, I know what it is. <laughs> and it's a remote control. Christy loves that game. It was so much fun to watch. If she was on this, she not only if she if she was on this, that would be on her list, and she would recite the opening to you because every time that the idea of it comes up. She reports, yeah. starts up from the right That's like, it. That's where she starts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. TV mattered. Nothing else did. Yeah. Like, I, I know it all. Like, it's so, it was so much fun. I even had, there was a play, uh, um, a Nintendo game of it. I even had the Nintendo game and it would do all the stuff that you would do on the show. Um, but I guess I liked it because it made me laugh when I was a teenager, not knowing who these people were, that one day they would many of them be somebody i mean ken ober was the host but it spawned colin quinn yeah, yeah. A- adam sandler and dennis leary yeah what was uh what the hell was this, adam sandler's character he had all kinds of characters he would come out and and do different characters he'd be a woman and then he would come out the one i remember the most is the stud boy that's it that's it. He would, he would come out like with his chest out and he would be like i am and will always be the stud boy <laughs> And it was stupid, and it was funny, and Curry War was hot, and it was yeah. just a good show, and it was all pop culture stuff. It was like you had to identify the music video real quickly. It was like it was a crap that they were doing on video games for our parents, but this was for us, right? And that's why I liked it the most. And Ken Ober was fine; he's dead too, I think. Isn't yeah, he? he died like almost ten years ago, I think. Let me yeah. see. No, two thousand nine, not quite. Yeah, it it just was. It was all the stuff they took the conventional game show thing and kind of MTV'd it, you know, and made it for us. And it was a little irreverent, and it was a little dirty. And and Sandler was funny, you know. And, and Dennis Leary just do his act. 
Um, Colin Quinn would just like, I didn't think he had any idea what was going on. <laughs> know, <right? laughs> he would just lean into the microphone and say something stupid every once in a while. Yeah. It was great. It was a great show. I wish they replayed it. You can probably buy it, you know, like DVDs. It's probably on YouTube or something, I, but I actually I would love it. I only know this from home video because they did put like a best of videotape and one of the owls, uh, one of the uh, episodes was the weird owl one. So I've only actually really seen four episodes of this. I mean, maybe more by now, but at the time I remember renting it from video connection of all places right, to finally right. see the show. So, but I loved it. And I, that's one of the things, that's one of the things I really wish I had cable back in the day back then. Yeah. Yeah. They would have, they would have celebrities on. Cause I remember LL Cool J was on once. <laughs> oh boy. Because I was a huge yeah, I remember LL, yeah. <laughs> LL Cool J. Like I was all about LL Cool J. Yeah, can't live yeah. without my radio. I think they had um, the. I think the one time the the whole show the contestants were the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Ah, that's funny. Um, they used to have like the Brady Bunch people. How many on rounds sometime. till Anthony Kiedis took his shirt off? <laughs> yeah, that was probably off before he came <laughs> out. <laughs> so remote control. If you haven't heard of it or seen it in a while, uh, join me in trying to find it on YouTube and watch it again, because it was always a good time. I'd watch the Red Hot Chili Peppers episode, but only the first round where Baby Metal played. Yeah, I don't, they were not a glimmer in anyone's eyes. No, that's true, good point. <laughs> What's your number three? Number three, this is the only show that's still on today, and I am mainly a fan, became a fan, I think, well, well it's the game show heydays when it started, but the I love the original host, and I love the current host, the one right now. And I'm talking about Family Feud. Oh, you love Steve Harvey. I love Steve Harvey. I loved Richard Dawson back when he did it. Um, obviously, he's the one that started it. Steve Harvey's still doing it right now. Uh, everyone knows the game. One out of uh, or 100 people surveyed, top five answers on the board, yada, yada, yada. There was a ton of hosts in between. Ray Combs, which we mentioned earlier, mm. up until he hung himself. Lily Anderson was on there for a little while. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Richard Karn. That might have been the least watched one for me because I didn't care about what was the. I don't even remember his name now. The Ted, uh, not Ted. Um, ah, crap. On Home Improvement. Yeah. Um, Tim Allen's assistant. Yeah. Bob. What the hell? I don't even know what his name is. It's not Bob, but no, he was good on there though. But it was funny because he was like a mousy dude on yeah. <laughs> Home Improvement, and then to see him on Family Feud and he had like a regular personality, you were like put it, off by it. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. I mean, I just didn't know him well because it was a. This would be another show, but Frazier was opposite of Home Improvement. I was a Frazier guy, so I didn't know Home Improvement at all. So I barely knew Richard Carn. John right. Hurley was a host. He was a good host, but he wasn't as funny as Richard Dawson and Steve Harvey. But he had you know that vibrato and that. That presence that made the show at least fun to watch just didn't have the humor. Al yeah. Roker did the primetime stuff. I really wouldn't mind if I never see Al Roker again in my life. He gets on my <laughs> nerves. I just saw him two days ago, like in the flesh, which a lot less flesh than usual, which still freaks me out. Right. I'm, not, I'm not used to thin Al Roker. But I'm, it's like I have, I think I've now caught up on every Steve Harvey episode because I'm finally seeing repeats. Can't wait for it to come back. I could watch him. I, it's funny. I've seen his talk show. Christie's tried to get me to watch it. The only one that I actually liked was the um, uh, Coming to America reunion show. Did you ever <laughs> see that? No. They had like everybody except um, Eddie, Murphy. Eddie Murphy and James Earl Jones. That was kind of that was fun, but I don't. I mean, I do find him funny, but I don't watch his talk show. I watch the hell out of Family Feud. I think he has been the best host for that show. 
I love Richard Dawson starting it, but Steve Harvey has has turned the show completely around in all these decades, and I will I will watch that until he leaves. I think. There you go. Very nice. All right. Well, my number two is uh, hey, my, none of mine are traditional until I get to the to the top of my list. Okay. My number two is an I have plenty of honorable mentions, but this guy, I don't cook, um, but I. <laughs> I am obsessed for some reason with food shows. I watch a lot of Food Network. I'll sit and watch people cook, and I don't know why. I, I do too. I, I watch. I I think I'm caught up on the entire run of Chopped by now too. Yeah, Chopped. Chopped to me, I almost put down as an honorable mention because I enjoy the that competition. I never watched Iron Chef and all that stuff, but I, I really would get into it. Um, but there's no food centric entertainer to me that's better than gordon ramsay yeah i should have guessed that when you brought the uh when we went into reality shows yeah. i know you're a big fan of his show his uh real his competition shows yeah and i i do watch i've watched master chef and and but i prefer him actually i prefer um uh ramsay's kitchen nightmares to Hell's Kitchen, mm. which is my number two, because Ramsey's Kitchen Nightmares is not a game show, um, especially the British one. I mean, it's just him fighting with people for an <laughs> yeah. hour. Hell's Kitchen, though, as staged as it may be at times, I can't not be entertained by it. They usually get contestants that you, like you said, the contestants make you angry. <laughs> right. Like, and they make the same things. Like, I've watched every every season of Hell's Kitchen. They make the same things. Every meal, and no one can get it right. Oh, if, if you were going on that show, you need to learn how to make risotto. Okay. Because that's all they ever make is risotto, and risotto isn't that hard to make. But I'm going to guess it's either always, not always, it's got to be one of the two, underdone or overdone. It's always, it's always either, like, it's, it's always either, this is raw! <laughs> I mean, not raw because it's not raw, right, yeah, but you yeah, know, yeah. like, or it's st- it's it's so overcooked that it's sticking to the pan. Right. Yes. And, and and I swear, I watch it every time. Risotto, one risotto. No, and no one will ever get it right on that show <laughs> till that show is canceled. No one will ever cook risotto correctly. But I love it. And he he is he's one of the most entertaining uh, reality show personalities ever to me. Like even if he wasn't a cook, I would watch him do anything. I don't watch Master Chef that much because um, he's got these other jabronis on it. But <laughs> when it's when it's just him getting to do his thing, he's great. So he, Hell's Kitchen is my number two. Did you ever watch him when he was a pro soccer player? Because I know you're a big sports fan. I've seen I've seen pictures and I've seen him play in like celebrity things. There's like a, some discrepancy about that. I think oh, he, really? he yeah. I think he claims that he played on some teams that he may not have. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Like like I think he was pretty probably I think he was okay. I think he was pretty good. But he's like Rod Stewart good. You know, like <laughs> he, he's <laughs> He's okay. Yeah. I mean, for a celebrity, right? And he right. probably played on some club teams, and he would he's, he'd kick our asses at it. But I, I mean, it's not like he was in the English Premier League I got you, or anything. Yeah. So I think he, I think he overgrandizes his soccer career. Yeah. Okay, I follow you. All right, that's we're up to number two, right? Mm-hmm. All right, sit back, Dave, because number two and number one got some tails to them here. <laughs> this is my. This is the only one that you would probably consider off the beaten path. And if you haven't seen this, you should. 
um, and a lot of them are on YouTube, so it's easy to see. But it is, to my knowledge, the first and only entry into what was supposed to be the Comedy Central sports brand. And it's Let's Bowl. <laughs> I've seen Let's Bowl. You have? Okay, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. This starts where all the greatest cult TV comedy has ever started. Minnesota. I don't know what it is about Minnesota, but that's where the best off, like off-brand, offbeat cult status comedy comes from. I mean, the, yeah, it's because it's because it, it's almost Canada. Yeah, right. I guess maybe that's a good point. Yep, yep. So it starred uh, Steve Trapper Sadal and Wally Hotvet, who's actually Steve Sadal is his name. Wally Hotvet was played by Rich Cronenfeld, and they would commentate bowling matches. That were being played to settle a grudge. That's where the game show part comes in. And the grudges were like, like who did mom love best? These two brothers whose mother passed away. They've always argued who who loved them best, and this settled who she loved best, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, a little more of substantial, not substantial, but tactile, I guess. Well, I didn't actually. That's, a, that's the wrong and right word I meant to use. Um, whether or not strippers were going to show up at this guy's bachelor party. <laughs> uh, my two favorites was um, uh, this this. Uh, woman whose husband dressed up as oh what is it bonkers the clown or something like that he he didn't have a real job he was a clown but he never got hired so she's like you gotta hang up the clown thing and get a real job and she won and the one that hit closest to home that my wife actually wanted us to settle in our own bowling alley was whether or not a guy was going to get a vasectomy <laughs> that's good and i think he actually lost so <laughs> and he and he had to get it yep yep but the the game was broken up. I mean, you didn't see all ten. Is it ten frames in bowling? Was it twelve? Yes. Ten. You didn't see all ten frames. They they fast forwarded it. They they clipped uh, the gameplay with these segments are always hilarious. This one thing called Inside Wally's Pin. They had a giant um, bowling pin that he'd, he'd take each guest into an interview and get their side of the story. And there's like no air conditioning, no air. Everyone was starting to get sweaty, dizzy. It would just get funnier the, the more they went. The grievance in the gutter where they did these fake like mockumentaries that they made up to tell a story and didn't involve the people. And then they had a thing called inside bowling, which was like behind the scenes of bowling, but it was all bullshit and hilarious. Like, mm-hmm. like how to recycle bowling balls. And they're just driving around St. Paul, Minnesota, like throwing them in frozen lakes and trying to, to give them as a tip and things. That was, that was so funny. Um, they had guest bands every episode episode. They even had an appearance by soul asylum. Who's from Minneapolis. Nice. And like made no big big mention of it, just Soul Asylum. No interview, no nothing. They just kind of had them on and just like they had any other band on. They just came out and played. Yep, yep. Yep, it was it was awesome. Um took place it, it, the story took place at Stardust Lanes in Minneapolis, Minnesota, but they actually filmed in six locations. Um Star, Stardust Lanes was one of them. Only lasted two seasons, only produced 20 episodes, but I I literally watched them to this day. And I can, thanks to several interactions I've actually had with Rich Cronfeld. What? Yes, because really? I liked him on Facebook. And I thought it was just like his fan page, but it ends up being his page. I guess he doesn't have one. And he would post clips and I would say something about him and he'd directly respond. And it didn't take me too long to realize I was actually talking to him. And I had said something about never being able to see the originals. It actually had started it in, uh, no, it's in St. Paul, Minnesota. There was like a half dozen episodes that aired locally. I had said something about never being able to see those. And he led me to a group, uh, a fan group on Facebook that they share all kinds of, uh, well, they share the episodes what that they've recorded. I don't know if some of them, ha- like, 
uh, are involved in the show and actually have ownership of the original uh, St. Paul ones. But through that, I had gotten the entire collection and I have them to this day and still watch them in large part. Thanks to Rich Kronfeld. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I used to watch that. I love it. Was that hilarious. Show. Yeah, it, it was, was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> he, him especially. He was yeah, hilarious. Yeah. It was like the people's court, but bowling. It was. It's exactly what it was. Hey, Ferguson, Good. you're a turd, Ferguson. You're a turd. And I wonder if that's where Norm McDonald got turd Ferguson from. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Good choice. Thank you. I'm impressed. All right. My number one is straight down the middle. Uh, couldn't get more mainstream. But I can't deny this show's uh, importance, uh, proclivity. I don't know what word you want to use in my life. Okay. And and it's The Price is Right. Oh, okay. Because every day of my life that's a weekday that I'm either snowed in because I can't go to work that day or it's the summer and I have off at 11 o'clock, you'll know exactly where I am and what I'm doing. <laughs> and that'll be watching The Price is Right for an hour. That and is... Oh, sorry. And no, I mean it's and and of course I prefer Bob Barker and was very oh, upset yeah. <laughs> with with the transfer to Drew Carey because I am not a fan of Drew Carey at all. But um, he's not he's not bad and he's he's growing on me. Uh, it's still not the same. But Drew Carey, I think, knows that he'll never replace Bob Barker, so he doesn't try. And he, his sense of humor about it is, is kind of, it's kind of cute. He, he still does the thing that I don't like most about him is just he laughs at his own jokes, <laughs> which, which is what he's always done. Um, but I, that show and, and just the format is so good that I can't ever deny anybody that would host it. Um, but yeah, that it's it's been it's one of those things, and the people that are contestants, they'll come up and they'll tell the same story that like you know they watched it with their grandparents, or they watched it with their great grandparents, and now they're forty or they're whatever, and they have their own kids. It's a family tradition. This show, it's been on for so long, and that's the way. That's probably what I like about it. Like when I sit there as a forty-something-year-old man watching the show. I remember watching it when I was four with with my you know grandparents, and it's always been there. It's comforting. It's it's like a comfort a comfort food. It's always there, and it kind of like makes you feel good when you watch it. So, as as kind of dorky and mainstream <laughs> as it is, that's my number one. It's the greatest game show of all time. When you said this idea and I pitched back greatest game show segments, it, that question solely came from this show. Uh, which segment? Just, the well, yeah. That was the thing. It was, it was a bunch of them. It's like, I, Price is Right, I'll tell you right now, is on my honorable mentions list. I really couldn't, I don't know why I didn't put it in. Maybe because I, I the, the other five made it for very different reasons. But yeah, I mean, Price, there's, there's the yodeling guy. I always loved the putting game. Uh, for some reason, at three strikes, when you put your hand in that bag, I always, I, I, I love those games. So it's, it's. There was like, I was like, ooh, if we did segments, you know, I, I would love to do the. I would probably put the putting game in. I'd pick the bonus round from Tic Tac Toe. I probably have a, probably a completely different list than I have right now if we had gone that route. But yeah, there's right. no denying prices rights status in the history of game shows, without a doubt. Yeah, well, uh, the, I mean, that's the like I said, it's that's straight down Broadway, but. I'm not ashamed. Like, 
I mean, people, it, it's fun to watch greatness, and nobody was better at it than him. And uh, like I said, it's just, it's just, it gives you, it gives you a good feeling, and it's stupid. I mean, it's so stupid. Like I don't know, I don't know the prices of anything. I watch this thing, and I'm shouting. <laughs> I, I, like I don't know how much detergent costs. Why do I care? And why am I shouting at these people? Why do I get why do I get angry when they disagree with me? And they're right. Like I don't know. <laughs> but you get into it. No, how could it be that? And it's like it is that. And then you're like, "Oh shit." Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how much snug snuggle is, you know. Snuggle. <laughs> Snuggy bear or whatever he is. Snuggy bear. I don't know. That would be another best of fives. Top 5 brand uh, mascots. Yeah. Snuggy Bear. Is that a, a Huggy Bear reference? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then I, you just keep, every once in a while I see these stories pop up about what a heinous asshole Bob Barker was to the Barker's beauties and I guess they fat shamed them and oh. didn't pay them money and Diane Parkinson got hit on, hit on the head with a light that fell out of the steel, <laughs> ceiling and Bob was like, just get back to work. You know? <laughs> At least it didn't cause me any of them. Well, I don't know. There oh. was some, <laughs> I think there was some stuff going on with Bob. I think Bob was, you know. Remember when Diane trying. Parkinson made it to Playboy? That was like the greatest day of my life. <laughs> was it? Yeah. I pref- it's I Diane Parkinson. Parkinson. Porkinson. <laughs> Porkinson. Sorry. <laughs> I preferred uh, Holly. The redhead. No, the brunette. Oh, the brunette. Well, she wasn't in Playboy, though. That's the problem. Yeah, but it didn't matter cute. which one it was. It was a. It was one of Barker's beauties in Playboy. <laughs> That's all you cared about. Duh. Duh. <laughs> Price is right. Greatest game show ever. I, What's your number? I can't What's argue that, but I will tell you my answer is different, and it's okay. going to come to no surprise to you when I say these three words. That are press your luck. <laughs> I love it. That's definitely honorable mention. Yep. Whammies, big bucks, the board. That's my number one. I mean, hands down. There is so much to this show to love outside of the gameplay. First off, the biggest general knowledge, or the let's the the show is um. Let's start off as it's a general knowledge quiz game, which is always fun. You buzz in, you get three spins on the big board. If you got it right. If you guess a multiple choice answer, you got one spin. It's really, really simple. The big thing came was the playing board where you'd sit there screaming, no whammies, no whammies, no whammies, stop. And, you know, you'd hit either, you know, a a, a, a $2,000 trip to Cozumel or $700 or or, um, whatever, something like that, or um, the whammies. And the whammies, this is the only game show I've watched where I am rooting against every single player because i want to see the damn whammies i don't give a shit about the prizes right yeah i just want to see the whammies now (laughs) outside of the gameplay this has a tremendously awesome history starting with the fact that it is a remake of a 19 uh 1977 game i didn't know that called second chance and second chance is much like this it had the general q a where you guessed and if you're if you got if you're right on the get-go, you got three points. Now, the, where the name Second Chance comes in, you got to answer. You wrote down your answer. Uh, well, let's use the uh, a Star Wars example. Who is the um, character that runs down Bespin with a ice cream maker? I'm looking at my Wilbur Hood figure. That's why I came to mind. You can write you can write Wilbur Hood on the card and you put it in front of you. Now, let's say you got Wilbur Hood, Wilbur Hood. Someone writes Darth Vader. He'll the the host will go. I will say at least one of you are right. 
here's your second chance. Like, Jill, do you want to change your answer? And say she's got Wilbur Hood. She's like, no, I, I think I'm right. You know, Bob, do you want to change your answer? He's got Wilbur Hood. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, it might be uh, Lindo Carissian. So he changes his, his answer. That's where the second chance comes in. So that's a little different from the gameplay, but the, the idea is still the same. It, once he gives you your second chance, he then gives you um, multiple choice. Three, okay. three correct, or three spins for the correct answer without it, one with it. So then you went to the board, and this board was exactly the same, except for that the squares didn't change. It had the same amount of squares. It had the light that went all over the place, but the squares didn't change. They stayed the same. And you'd hit stop, and you'd hit, you'd win what was on that, that, that square. It also had devils that stole your money instead of whammies. So it was basically 90% of this game of pressure luck. It just failed miserably. For some reason, adding those little cartoon whammies completely changed the show and people loved it um outside of that there is like three notable episodes that i think anyone that's a big fan of the show or at least as big as i am no and the first notable one happened november 26 1984 it's when the contestants diane chris um uh, what was the uh, uh i had this all written down um oh diane and chris had whammy to the point of losing their money but they had not had four whammies so they weren't out of the game but they didn't have any um chance to roll anything the last contestant dom had just gotten spins past him by chris who he had to spin this last spin he spun and got a whammy none of them had four whammies so they weren't out of the game but none of them had any money so no one won the game but no one was out of the game that's awesome so what they did was brought them all back the next day as as winners slash losers Really? Yes. Well, that's that should be because that's that's the way it went down. That's cool. <laughs> right. Um, then um, on October twenty second, uh, nineteen eighty four, there was a. Uh, it starts off with the final spin round. Uh, contestant Mark he won into it three whammies, hit it, got fourth whammy out of the game. Next up was this elderly woman named Mabel who had seven thousand four hundred ninety one dollars. Bam! She hits a whammy. She had three spins left. And zero dollars, so she passes her um, last three spins to the other contestant, whose name was Karen. Karen had over eleven thousand dollars. She was like clearly in the lead, but she had to take these three spins. That's how it worked on the game. If you were past spins, you had to take them. She hits it, and bam! Of course, whammy. Why not? That's what's going to happen. So she had two more, two more spins. Um, they turned into earned spins, but she decided to take them. She's like, I'm going to try again. Hits the. Uh, button whammies again she's got two spins left she like has nothing to lose so she tries again whammies third time one more time whammies so now here we're in a situation where two people have whammied themselves out of the game but mabel who hasn't but has zero dollars she she became a grand champion with zero (laughs) dollars that's funny (laughs) and then last but not least i won't tell this story because it's a it's a phenomenal documentary it's the michael lawson saga larson saga yeah yeah that, this, this is fascinating yeah, it's he, really fascinating he figured out the board sequence and then he had a run of 47 spins that amassed over one hundred ten thousand dollars. and it was in all of this is told way better than i could in a documentary called big bucks the pressure luck scandal and it's on youtube as of this recording so if you haven't seen that i suggest checking that out so with the game being fun to play with the awesome animation of the whammies and this rich history of just absurd uh gameplay that's my number one hands down press your luck 
That's a good choice. Yeah, that is a great documentary. And I was hoping that you would have that too, because we've <laughs> talked about we've talked about this show before. Because I said, like, I, I mean, I admitted this, like, because I was kind of embarrassed. I used to, I used to keep a running list of the whammies. Yeah, I remember you telling that story. Yep. Because there'd be like a Michael Jackson moonwalk. There was one that was Boy George. There's one that was Cindy Lauper. You know, and then there was <laughs> there was water skiing whammy. You know, and I kept a little note book pad and 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 wrote them all that oh, new whammy and i would write it down <laughs> and because i knew i was so ashamed and it was so dorky even then i would hide it under the tv oh, and, nice. and like write write it like pull it out and write it when no one was around or looking <laughs> it was great peter tamarkin right peter tamarkin rest his soul died in a plane crash oh my trying God, to save yeah he was what, try trying to see he was actually um, he was it was he was flying a rescue plane for someone that was stranded in somewhere in the mountains in California. He's he was part of some kind of group that would he was a licensed pilot and he he had his own plane. He was part of this group that would go on these emergency calls and he got caught up in some kind of wind and turbulence and crashed right in the mountains. Oh my god! Yep. How are how are all these people associated with game shows dead and Betty White still alive? Said <laughs> she's been on a shitload of game shows. Yeah, because she was like married to somebody that had something to do with the game shows, right? She married That's to what Ellen, I was heard. Ellen London. I don't know. Mm -hmm. She was on, she was on everything. <laughs> she was on just this like get it go away. But you <laughs> go know, like, away. <laughs> yeah, all these guys dying. This is weird. Like game show, the game show curse. That's like a whole other documentary. Yeah, actually, it is top five dead game show host. Yeah. All right, I'll go through some of my. Uh, honorable mentions, and then you can't do, and, we'll, and okay. then we'll wrap this up. Um. My honorable mentions are a little more traditional, I guess. Um, I love Scrabble. <laughs> I remember that. Because Chuck will we'll be back in two and two. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I was down with Scrabble. Actually, some of my are, like, mine are kind of all over the place. Um, I really I really like, because it was just dumb, I like Fear Factor. <laughs> just And mainly just the eating part. That was like my favorite part. It's another Universal Studios attraction. There you go. The original match game with Gene Rayburn. Okay. Not this horse shit that's on now. <laughs> with a stupid bald one. No. And his fat face. Fat no. face. Uh, the Gong Show. Oh, yes. That's a classic. A uh, known comedian got to start there. There you go. Uh, I thought for sure you were going to have the dollar ninety eight beauty pageant or is that what it was yeah, called the 98 dollar eight beauty show it's on my honorable mentions list no, that, you win that, the prize you take the cake you get the crown and a dollar 98 the sense of humor of those was yeah. good oh, i love it uh legends of the hidden temple oh god i know of that one another one i didn't get to see but i know i know how big that was yeah, I mean, I told you, like, what doubled there? I had that, and then guts. You know, um, actually, the Celebrity Apprentice down, good game <laughs> show, and you know, Trump does a good job on there, so it's, <laughs> it's a good job. Eh, so I, I mean, can't can't begrudge you guys. He's a good game show host. Uh, American Gladiators, which I watched when I was like a teenager. I think everybody did. it was like oh, in yeah. the wrest the wrestling phase of your life. You'd watch Nitro, you know, and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, Wipeout because my son loved Wipeout when he was little. And I always was like a big John Henson fan. I know there's not many of them out there, but I always love John Henson from the original Talk Soup. Mm -hmm. And the one that almost made it, this is like my number six if we moved in any longer, is uh, Cash Cab. Oh, that was a good one. That was a good one. Ben Bailey rules. And 
that show, I know we've been like anytime we go to New York, I take my son up there. <laughs> this, he's always like looking at the cabs. Like he went again, and we were talking about this the other day as we were watching it because it's on sometimes. Like on a, uh, they'll do like a marathon. And we were talking about, remember when you, you were like, we were last time we were in Manhattan, you're like, you wanted to try to find the cash cab. <laughs> it's like it's hidden. They don't show you which one it is. But that was this thing. Maybe we'll get in the cash cab. There's a, we just went to Guardians of the Galaxy two weeks ago, and it was like, there was, it wasn't the previews, but it was the shit they played before the previews. Someone's doing that again, but it's not, um, what's, what is his name? Ben? Ben Bailey. Ben Bailey. I want to say Ben Browder. That's the freaking guy from Farscape. That was in Guardians of the Galaxy. But yeah, it's not with him though. So I was like, I have no interest. He's part, yeah, he's part of the attraction. He the, he would always do the thing when they would get in, he would do like an accent. Yeah, right. How like you he, would, he would, yeah, he would put his collar up and he'd be like, hey, how you doing? How you doing? Where he's going? You know, and they'd be like, we're going to so-and-so. And then, <laughs> the thing would go off. And he'd be like, you're in the cash cab. <laughs> there, was, there was one time I saw that, and there was like a, a, a older Asian lady got in the car, and he hits a button, and she just sits there. So he hits again. Just sits there. He did it like four times until he had to explain to her what, what was going on. She never reacted. Nope, never at all. Just sat there. That's funny. That was hilarious. <laughs> That's funny. He does stand-up comedy a lot in Philadelphia. Yep. Um, at Helium. Oh, okay. I pre- I, I've seen him on TV he's, doing it, so I haven't seen him yeah. in person. I think he's pretty dirty, actually. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I would, I would definitely go see him. I think he's a cool guy. Here's a, here's a little bit of a rat hole, but it, he reminds me of Mike Rowe. Uh, okay. For some reason. Yeah, he does. And there was a big rumor for a long time, and it never happened, and I still kind of hope it happens, that when Alistair Beck first started making mention that he's going to retire sometime, there was a big rumor immediately that Mike Rowe is going to take over Jeopardy. And I would love really? that. Yeah, micro school. Yeah. I can see the resemblance. They have the same voice. Right, yeah. <laughs> and it. that same kind of tough guy kind of thing going on. I can see that. What's your honorable mentions? Okay. Um, they're not so all over the place, but they're ones that just weren't quite good enough to mention. But the, there's a reason I watch them. Price is right, of course. There's no denying its place in history. I just said $1.98 beauty show because it was a $1.98 beauty show. I had to put that in. Rip Taylor's finest work. Uh, Joker's wild for nothing more than them saying Joker, Joker six <laughs> when there wasn't a third Joker. That's funny. <laughs> uh, I made a little bit of a reference to this earlier. Tic-tac-toe. I actually, it didn't make my list because I didn't like the gameplay. I did love the bonus round though, where you get the dragon, the really crappy computer dragon. <laughs> Wink Martindale. Yeah, Wink Martindale. Plus, it is hosted by Wink Martindale. Uh, another show that I love to hate. It is. It is the worst. Um, Treasure Hunt. It's an old show, and the host on there. I don't know his name, but he's so bad. It's one of those things where it's like you pick a box, and inside the box is a fifty dollar Sears and Roebuck gift certificate. That's how old this thing is. Now you can trade it for another box or keep it or whatnot. When someone would trade it and the the trade was obviously lousy. This host was so bad at like not covering how lousy it was that there was no, uh, no surprise to when they it was a good or bad prize. This guy was terrible. So I love to hate watch that show when it's on. <laughs> and then one that I cannot deny watching because it was on for the longest fucking time on Channel Twenty Nine. I was home every time I come home from work every night. Love Connection. Yeah, yep. let's get Chuck Willery. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of the like these romance ones, like the Newlywed Game and the Dating Game, like the Dating Game when Andy Kaufman was oh, on. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. Yep. 
All right, I'm going to go back through my five to one just uh, for posterity's sake here, and we'll wrap this up. My number five was Double Dare. My number four was The Mole. My number three, Remote Control. My number two, Hell's Kitchen. And number one, The Price is Right. All right, and mine from five to one is number five, Blockbusters. Number four, Card Sharks. Number three, Family Feud. Number two, Let's Bowl. Number one, Press Your Luck. Well, thank you for joining us on this episode of the best of fives if you're in for more game show stuff matt and christy have a whole separate uh, game show podcast both video and audio um called called we're bored so if you if you like board games uh and games and game shows i think this is kind of in that same vein uh check that out at neozaz.com and uh join us again on another episode of best of fives where the topic could be who the hell knows <laughs> Top five episodes of Battle of the Network Stars. <laughs> that would be cool. That would be, if I could find them. <laughs> <laughs>